Hello, and welcome to the Horror and Hops podcast, the podcast about great horror movies and good beer. My name is Kevin Lambert. I'm sitting here with my three friends, Kevin Johnson. Hello. Ryan Bork. What up, what up? And Caleb Monroe. Hi. Mr. Monroe to the children. Glad you're with us. Thanks for checking it out. It is Monday. We are reviewing and talking about our first movie. We're not reviewing. We don't do that on here. We just talk about them. We're talking about the movie today, and the movie of the day is The Exorcist. And I could not be more excited to watch this movie with Caleb. I could not be more unexcited, by the way. (laughs) He's excited. No, I'm not. He's scared. Secretly, he's a little amped. We're all a little amped. It's going to be fun. The uh, But let's get to, first off, the second part of our name, the hops. We are drinking some delicious beer. Kev, what beer are we drinking today? Today we are drinking Fest Beer by Crying Eagle Brewing Company here in Lake, Lake Charles, Louisiana. Louisiana. Yes, That's sir. it. Shout out to Crying Eagle for providing us with their Fest Beer. Their Fest Beer is a lighter version of an Oktoberfest. It's a multi-sessionable brew. About 5.2%, and it is delightful. It is only available in the Tap House. So if you're from the area, make sure to go to Crying Eagle and check out this beer. Yeah. If not just for this, if you haven't been to the Tap House at all, get over there. It's one of, we were mentioning it before we recorded, it's one of our favorite places to hang out. Yes. Just casually. Great people, great brews. Exactly. Uh, Malty, spot on. When I first tasted Mm -hmm. it, I was like, this tastes like a big old malt liquor right here. It's delicious. It's a lot lighter than normal Oktoberfest beers. So that's why I like it. Very much so. That's right. It will go down smooth. Very good. The movie we were watching today. Let's get back to that. The Exorcist. Kevin, what's the history on The Exorcist here? Well, The Exorcist was released in 1973, directed by William Friedkin. And uh, really revolutionary for the time. You know, a lot of controversy around this movie. Um, a lot of things that aren't taboo today that you see in movies, but in the 70s were just really radical. Uh, based on a book by Walter Paul Blatty, um, The Exorcist was actually nominated for Best Picture. It was the first horror movie ever nominated William for Peter Best Picture. William Peter Blatty? Is William Peter Blatty. William Ooh. Peter Blatty. We can keep that in there. That's fine. All right, Kev. Yeah. Thanks for the correction. I, re- I just read the book. So well, there you go. That's why it stuck in my head. There you go. But continue. So, yeah, it's a really good movie. Um, Ryan... When's the first time you watched The Exorcist? I think I tried watching watching it in the 90s, and I was a teenager, young teenager in the 90s. I couldn't get through it. Uh, so good luck with that, Caleb. Thanks. Um, but I, I, when I watched it all the way through, I, I think it, it was released at some point in the early 2000s, uh, a remastered version, and I think maybe a new director's cut of it was released in the movie theater. Saw it in the uh, movie theater with some friends. That's the first time I watched it all the way through. So you actually watched it in the movie theater? In the movie theater. That's interesting. In the early 2000s when, yeah, the new cut and remastered was cut. Yeah. yeah was Kev, released. Kev, when's the first time you I saw it? I watched the director's cut last night. Not the first time, but... what? As did I. I watched the director's cut last yeah. night. Yeah. Uh, this week I watched theatrical and director's cut. I'm glad we're, we will be watching the director's cut today. Uh, just because those deleted scenes, even though a lot of them are just dialogue, it made a lot of sense with those pieces in there. Because I would hate to watch a horror movie and miss out on plot details. There's so we're clear about that. Yeah, there's, and I'm not going to mention it, but there is one thing in the director's cut that Spoilers, stuck right? out. No, it's not a spoiler. Dirty. You shut up. <laughs> fight you. Let me just say what's something we're going to be looking for is that there. I, there's something I remember from it, from seeing it in the theater. It's a small little thing. 
but it scared the piss out of me. We'll bring it up when we talk about it. I know, yeah, I know exactly we what it is. Yeah. Yeah. As do the I. The same one that scared me last night. <laughs> okay. I was watching it. Yeah. I forgot it was coming. Oh, yep. shit. Caleb will love it. It's going to be great. That'll be uh, the moment Caleb jumps up from the couch and starts pasting frantically. Probably won't be the first. No. Then maybe the first. I don't know. We'll see. Depending we'll on see. how he gets. Yeah. We'll keep a tally of how many times I try to leave yeah. the room and they make me stay. The first time I watched it, uh, on the introduction episode we did, I talked about uh, watching it with my friend Taylor. Well, this was the same kind of situation. We talked it up. The director's cut got released on DVD, and we found it at Blockbuster and decided we were going to watch it. Didn't tell his parents because they were against it, and we snuck it. I forget what the other. I think we rented like Fern Gully as like a cover <laughs> or something, being like, yeah, we're just going to watch this Fern Gully movie. And then we watched The Exorcist instead. Wow. And yeah, both of us. Then you watch Fern Gully to make yourself feel better. Probably. <laughs> I, we, we couldn't get anything. We had to play with Legos or something. We were really. like, let's do something else because that was not what we expected. It's uh, Watching it as an adult, though, it's just, it's just really a good classic movie. And I'm excited to view this with Caleb. So without further ado, let's watch this movie. Uh, if you are following along and want to watch it with us, this would be the time to pause the episode, watch the movie, and come back, and we will be discussing the greatness of The Exorcist. Remember, we were watching the director's cut, so be sure you have that one. It's about two hours and 12 minutes, and let's get this thing rolling. Wish me luck. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? What just happened? Welcome back to the Horror and Hops podcast, podcast about great movies and good beer. We are back. We just watched The Exorcist from 1973. Great movie. I loved every minute of it. As always, I've watched it about four or five times in the past two days to prep for this. After rewatching it, like, since I haven't seen it in a long time, but rewatching it and forgetting kind of, don't get me wrong, the scary parts are bone chilling. Yeah. But it's pretty boring ass movie <laughs> i was wondering kevin lambert over here uh mr lambert to my right big johnson to my left not to be confused with my little johnson yeah, little. uh kevin johnson over here uh <laughs> both of y'all watched it like last night and then rewatched it today i'm like how it's really but, more of so i think i heard this from an interview somewhere about movies nowadays, like horror movies especially. And they the slower ones, they call them slow burns. But really, it's just... It's slow burns how they made movies back then. Like in the 70s, that's how horror movies were. They were a little slower paced. And it was all built on, like like, like Kevin had said earlier, it's like all tension. Yeah, the, That's what's great about those the movies. The silence in that movie is what stood out to me when I watched it last night. Because at the beginning... There's about a minute and a half of silence where you see Chris doing things around the house and then you hear a crash and it's the first audio you hear in about 90 seconds. And uh, so that that tension that's built throughout the whole thing to me is a lost art, especially in today's movies. I like how you use the word lost art. I think that's, that's the thing with audiences nowadays with horror movies is like ever since 
don't be wrong, I like the movies, but like Final Destination, Saw, um, you know, that, that the 2000s, 2010s horror movies, a lot of them are every five and minutes is violent something. action. There's something. Crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah. And they're good. They can be very good and they're, they're well thought out that way. But there's nothing beats that whole, like, I'll use the term slow burn of the, like, what's happening. And it is boring. I will admit, I just told the guys right before we hit record, I fell asleep in the last, like, two minutes of the movie. <laughs> Uh, I did not. It's a it's a Sunday. We're recording on a Sunday. All of us have busy Sundays. I I fell asleep. Uh, you know, <laughs> After, I but I made it through the I, whole exorcism. Yeah. I have a <laughs> Sunday ritual since I was a teenager, and that's a nap. <laughs> wow! And, and we all missed our naps today. We did. For, well, thank for you this. for your sacrifice. Yeah, right. Right. I appreciate that. <laughs> Man, anything we for should you guys. we should mention that we are all. 30 plus yes. years old and we like naps yeah but especially on Sundays so. very much so so says, we are, we says are, the man without children yeah I was about to say and yes, once the again the inspiration <laughs> yeah. behind this podcast like the whole basis of it is uh Caleb to laugh at me is terrified of scary movies yeah, that was fun very much Caleb, so. why don't you uh <laughs> let's hear your play-by-play synopsis of the movie from the beginning movie starts off in Iraq All right what happens after that? All right, so I'm going to add my own oh, Sorry. Oh, no, fine. If I can say one more thing. If you didn't just happen to watch the movie along with us, we should let you know there will be spoilers. Full spoilers. We're not, uh, we will probably, we'll, we'll try our best not to ruin the movie if you haven't seen it, but the best way for us to talk about this now is to talk about all the parts that got us. So if you've seen the movie in the past, you'll still enjoy this. Yes. If you just watched it, it's entertaining. If not, be warned. Spoilers ahead. If you're, a horror, if you're a horror fan listening to this podcast and you haven't seen The Exorcist, <laughs> right. really, what are you doing with your life? Hey, there you go. Just well, let stop me go it and watch The Exorcist. Stop whoa, it now. Whoa, go watch whoa. The Exorcist and come back. It's because you don't watch scary movies doesn't mean you don't have I said if you're life. a horror fan, you're not a horror fan, Caleb. Not even close. And I'm still not one, by the way. Let's <laughs> clarify that right from the get-go. So we can record episode two. <laughs> He's not converted not yet. Not at all. <laughs> all right, so here's my play-by-play with my own colorful commentary. So the beginning... First off, start off in Iraq. Threw me for a loop. No idea what was going on. Felt like it was Indiana Jones. Um, <laughs> kind of was. A very it was. It Indiana was. Jones. It was a. It was yeah, boring Indiana Jones. Um, but no, it was kind of like the little things, like when the clock stopped, when uh, Father Marin, no, Marin, yes, Marin, Marin. Oh, good news name, uh, was kind of right before we head back to the states. You know, that was kind of the first thing. I'm not gonna lie, jumped a little bit there. It wasn't a big thing. Um, but yeah, after that, it was kind of. Again, not nothing against the quality of the writing, but I had a few times I had to ask Kevin uh, Lambert, you know, wait a minute, wait, what just happened? Because like they jumped around quite a bit. All of a sudden, you see the the actress, and then I was like, she's acting. Is this real? Is this not? Then you see this priest in the background. Yeah, that's what I was telling him. There's plenty of times in that movie, it it jumps, and we're so used to nowadays a movie being one day, right, or two days even, and right. you can see because they go to sleep and they wake up the next morning and they experience what yeah. happens next and. The old classics, they would throw in three months into one movie. And they don't tell you, you know, two days later. They do not. Except Which, for I The like Breakfast that. Club. That was one afternoon. Yes, morning. Morning to morning. afternoon. Right. Yeah. And that was what really introduced all these movies. They saw that and they were like, I know. We got to start putting little things in the Breakfast Club was so scary. So scary. Wonderful. Yeah, that's what. So the beginning of that movie, like he's talking about, Caleb said, the. The greatest part, it is in Iraq, and you're kind of confused and thrown off. You're like, I don't know it's, what's happening here. But between that little, I call it the standoff, 
between oh, Father Marin and the oh, statue of uh, We'll get to more the, statues. Kevin, correct me. Is it, is it Pazuzu? Pazuzu. 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 Even though they never say his name. That's not yeah. real. Silly little name. Not real. It's not, I, won't, I don't want to say silly. I don't know what's going to happen to me. Pazuzu. I'll tell you what. I was going to say, be careful. Uh, Pazuzu. That little standoff between that statue and Father Marin. Let's talk just, about that statue for just a moment here. Again, oh, Caleb keep, brought a good point about that statue. Keep right. in mind, I hate horror movies. So, yes, I spend most of the time pacing slash swearing at my friends slash looking for anything I can find humor in. And if you haven't watched it, I challenge you to go back and you pause it the first time they have that little standoff because that statue had a snake for a wiener. <laughs> a little snake for a wiener. Not this is not for just your imagery, people. A little real snake as his wiener. It was weird. I mean, real weird. I mean, think about it. I don't want to think a, about a it. demon. What's, no, it's, just, what's it going to have for a wiener? A demon. It's not just any demon. The king of the demons. The king of demon right. in Assyrian and Babylonian mythology. Snake wieners. Snake Enough wieners, said. man. That's we could have demon, ended the movie right there. Demon, snake snake wieners, wieners. Over. Yeah. That's probably what scared Father Marin the most. I Dude, would they be terrified. He wasn't venom. scared about facing the demon. He was just scared of like, I hope he doesn't. I hope he has pants on. <laughs> this demon's wearing pants. They never are though. So poor are. Father Marin. So so I'll pick up with my. So I'm going to skip some stuff because if you haven't seen it, like I won't lie. Again, I was the first hour of the movie. I was re- very 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 tense only because. I, I was expecting, you know, that's my fault. I was buying into the current, you know, way they do horror movies. I kept waiting. And there are a few scenes. So, like, the first time she kind of goes to the clinic to get tested. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, like when <laughs> when they stabbed her in the neck and bloodshot out there just to get a little uh, MRI for her brain to see yeah, if she that, had a lesion up there. That, okay, that what's, the, what's the technical term for yeah, that? Arteriogram. Well, they did arteriogram. that arteriogram. Yeah, that it was nuts. Oh, one boy. of the first ones performed on film. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's a real fact. Yeah. That was one of the first ones they were performed on film. And they got the, the, the actors in the movie that are doing it are real doctors. Yeah. The nurses are real. They, they made sure they wanted to show it. And... How one would legitimately be performed. And what I was reading about uh, William Peter Blathy, who wrote the book, was talking about, he wrote the screenplay as well, but people were, the reviews when the movie came out were saying like, oh, people were fainting. They were passing out from the fear. And he even, he came right out and said, look, the movie is scary, but people are fainting because of the the, real the medical stuff. scene, yeah, because there's blood shooting out of her neck, like it's not just shooting, like spray. It did. It was a good old. Good and it will turn your stomach if you have that kind of stomach. Yeah, I cringe a little bit. I'm not good with that. See, that I, stuff gets me. Now that did, that didn't scare me. That was not as because I mean, I've, oh, that's, I've, a, that's a heebie-jeebie moment. Yeah, I've done that kind of stuff before. You know, I've seen that during college and stuff when I was doing. Well, let's some talk about what stuff, scared but, you. Oh, good. Okay, well, I was about let's to say. So we're, we're getting there. So because I believe it was in that scene for the first time, you see old Captain Howdy. And uh, Captain again, Howdy. I don't know if you heard the beginning. If you well, if you hopefully you've heard the first part of the podcast at this point. But uh, Kevin Johnson over here referenced that, and I was like, "That sounds stupid." I didn't know what he was talking about <laughs> until all of a sudden this little girl's like, she's talking. She pulls a Ouija board out of nowhere. First off, if you're renting a place and you you just find a Ouija board stash away, get out. Leave um, it in the closet. Just do not. Just move out. Just be like, nope, vacation's cut short. You know, if you're doing that little. Air, what's it called? Air At the bed? most, when that little thing starts moving on its own. Yeah, but no, just she's all she's away. just so nonchalant. She's like, "Well, Captain Howdy, what the hell? No, 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 no." So that's when I knew I was in trouble. But then she, the first she time, she obviously see the, didn't see Captain Howdy because if no, if I was a twelve year old 
and that's what Captain Howie looked like. I would put that board I away. Mean, the, and yeah, call I, don't, I don't think he the, revealed himself to her. No, the first. Oh, that sounds dirty. The first time <laughs> <laughs> with his snake wiener. Yeah, the snake wiener. No, but the first time you see Gross. his face, I wasn't. I didn't know what. I didn't actually think. By the oh, sorry. Backtrack for a second. Like the only exposure I have to this movie are two things. Number one. The iconic like poster where it's the old priest, uh, you know, in under the streetlight, the one everyone knows, yeah. and that little the cover. Back, yeah, the, the, cover ex- the cover, exactly the cover. I knew that. I knew about pea soup, uh, projectile vomit. I mean, and then I knew the we'll he- I, like I, I knew the head spun. I, I that oh god, that freaked me out. But uh, like I like those are the things I knew about the movie, and that's it. Captain Howdy didn't know what the heck that was, and the first time I saw the face, you got this. And I was I was telling the guys when we were watching. I was like, I bet if you pause this, it probably is the dumbest looking thing ever. But man, when that thing just flashed out of nowhere, oh, yeah. I I, I cringed flashes. That's quite what quite a bit. It was mm-hmm. I was I just I was like, what just happened? Yeah. And boy, the one scene it where it, it flashes the face that was a scene. If you listen to the introduction before we watched the movie, that's what Ryan was talking about. Was, yes, that's what got and, him yeah. when he saw the movie. Yeah. That's what I was. I was so disappointed because like, I missed it. Um, right when the scene began and the phone was ringing and the lights were blinking on and off and you're like, uh, is that because of the phone? <laughs> and then obviously that's not right. But uh, um, you saw a shadow of a cross on her face I and then that. you like you hid your face I sure did. and that's when no it shame. happened. And I was like, "There it is." We did have to rewind, it and for you Caleb. missed it. You had <laughs> yeah. to rewind it. Yeah, again, people, those of you, this is not a staged podcast. I hated every second of that movie, and there were extremely boring parts but the only thing that ran through my head the whole time was what is about to scare the crap out of me next it was oh okay so let's let's just get to the big moment where i knew i had messed up so a lot because when you said yes to this podcast yeah that's true but no so so all these things keep happening she pees on the carpet by the way that was disgusting not cool. Real so, pee. Real she pee. really did that. <laughs> she really did that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're watching. And, and again, I mean, there have been things that have jumped out that, you know, made my heart start racing. I got up paced once or twice. But this was the moment I knew. I was like, I was like, oh, here it comes. And all, I should have known because all the rest of the guys, by the again, if, when we're watching this, the rest of the guys are kind of going about their normal business. And then all of a sudden I saw Ryan and Kevin like lock eyes with each other, Kevin Lambert. And I was like, something's happening. And Ryan was talking about something. Ryan like, was talking Ryan. about, yeah, I don't know what <laughs> he was comes. talking about. Ryan was talking about something, and all of a sudden, I see just Kevin Lambert just shoot his eyes, and I was like, oh, crap. No, and my, sure I enough. I trying to be subtle about that. This, oh, no, it didn't matter. It didn't help anyways. didn't help. All of a sudden, this little demon girl just comes back bend, walking down the stair, just, and then she starts throwing up blood at the bottom. And at that point, I was like, I'm out. I'm not going to sleep tonight. That was it, people. That was the moment. I knew sleep that was going to be That's the scariest part of the movie, honestly. It like is. between the oh theatrical version and that one, and that scene is thrown in into the director's cut. It's not in the original. I what? Don't, they cut it out. From what I read, is that they cut it out because it was too scary. Too scary, and yes. he just didn't feel like it fit. But in the didn't book, fit. I was reading the the book. That scene is even more terrifying. So when I watched the director's cut, and that scene pops up, it's the only thing that legitimately oh. made me jump because I forgot <sighs> about it, and it pops up. They throw it in there so good to where it, it's just, just like they're talking nowhere. about this. They're talking about the director's death, and it's like, oh, this is kind of she's going sad. She's sad. This is crazy. And the next thing you know, she just goes, oh my god, and her daughter's walking down the stairs <laughs> with a crab walk yeah. with blood coming out of her mouth, and it's terrifying. That was the moment, people. Yeah, it wouldn't have fit the crowd in the book. They so you remember the sh- Sharon is the not the maid, but the like kind live-in the nanny, nanny or whatever. kind of thing. Yeah, 
I don't know what in she the was book, doing. In the book, Reagan follows her around in that form, nipping at her heels, Son like chases her. Oh. Wow. It's it's so creepy. And he yeah, said, and I think leave. Friedkin, William Friedkin, we'll call him for this podcast. We'll call him Freakin' Freakin'. Freakin' Freakin'. Because uh, apparently that man is a complete major asshole. Yeah, we'll talk about that okay. towards the end of this. Because right. um, I, I am so interested in this man and how his filmmaking style. But yes, that was one of the things they left out in the movie and I don't really know why because after watching it all it is one of the most creepiest no not the most movie, people like, it's the creepiest moving parts by like, a long I shot. know it's got it's boring parts but like all the creepy parts the scary parts mm-hmm. are like super yeah and I don't want to say scary. I don't want to say boring because I feel like that discredits the movie a little bit it was yeah, I do know I get what you're talking about it is it's slow and it's all because it's building up to this. I will say this. I'm going to let Caleb continue with his his review because we're in the middle of the movie so far with his yeah. review. But I noticed we kind of, Ryan mentioned it halfway through while we're watching this. He he brought up Mystery Science Theater because we we're kind of just talking and laughing and sure. making, you know, making fun of what we're seeing. But as soon as Father Marin shows up and this the exorcism started, none of us were saying a word that that nine minute exorcism scene it was nine minutes nine <laughs> no it was not <laughs> it was only nine, it was minutes. nine minutes it was only yeah, nine minutes don't be us on that i mean it's just like all of us are staring at the screen mm. watching this happen because it's one of these things where you know it's fake but you're still no when that girl started okay well since we're at the exorcism again if you haven't if you haven't seen the movie go watch it obviously uh but like after the creepy crawly backwards demon thing it kind of settles down for a bit and then, you know, that's when I guess she... Oh, I even skipped over the worst part of the movie, by the way. So this wasn't scary. Oh, I mean, it was, it was frightening. But when she's taking that cross to herself, and oh, yeah. then she... Yeah, yeah. Oh, so she, again, if you haven't seen it, that's when... She's taking the cross to herself, you know what I mean? So we, so we have to talk about what happened to Ellen Burstyn in that scene. While yeah, we're all that's, that's, okay, that's, so that's, that's okay. the first time you really see Reagan's, like... Basically, to where Chris, her mom, is like, "All right, something. She the she doctors are wrong. Something's something's yeah. wrong with my daughter." And because of all that stuff, yeah, she is using that crucifix. She's using it away, right. uh, and yelling at her mom and taking her mom's head. And oh man, that it in okay. The downstairs. That was thank you. That okay. I didn't know how to put that. Yeah, when she put her mom's head in the downstairs, and she, yeah, oh, yeah, I had lost it for a minute there. I was like, nope, nope, so, nope, 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 nope. A little fun fact: movie magic. Fun fact. With and and on the topic of freaking 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 terrible he is. Well, I won't say terrible. I don't know the man. Hard to work with, I guess. He so when she slaps her mom and her mom goes flying down to the floor, they had them hooked up to harnesses so they could be shown thrown around. Makes sense. Well, that what we saw in the movie of her mom getting thrown to the floor and screaming in pain, they pulled that harness so much that Ellen Burstyn 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 Burstyn. Broke her coccyx. Oh my gosh! Yeah, coccyx. Coccyx. Yeah, and so her people. her reaction is one hundred percent real. Like her what? her back broke. That's and she, that's the one thing she was really mad about about the movie. She was like, thing. "I can't believe you used my real pain in the movie." And freaking's like, "It's movie gold." You know, he's just like, "I'm gonna put that in there." Of course, I'm gonna put that in. I did it on purpose. Isn't that like what happened there in Jaws? A, there was a lot of legitimate, kind of, yeah. a lot of legitimate reactions in that movie. Yeah, he would. I know for sure. Um, where I guess we're jumping around a little bit, but I know a lot of the scenes with Father, um, Maren. not Marin, oh, Karis. Karis, Father Karis. Yes, Rocky. <laughs> Rocky Balboa, before he was a, a full-time boxer, <laughs> when he was a priest. They, he would shoot a gun with blanks off screen. 
What? To like get him intense and stuff like that. And he wouldn't tell him about it. He would just say, all right, action, and pull this this wow. gun off. Guy's a douche. And so to where the actors are all intense, the all of the cold breath you see coming from them, he got the set, he turned the set into a refrigerator. Ah. Because he was like more sets. He was like, Everybody can do it with, you know, digital stuff. We're doing this real. So all that smoke is all the stuff coming from their mouth is real. I mean, it is, it is cold in there. Crazy. They were showing, I mean, he was just apparently really, really hard to work with, with this movie. Famous projectile vomiting scene. Yeah. Where she vomits onto father Karras. He soup. Yeah. Supposedly it was supposed to hit him in the chest and there's disputed rumors, whether the tubing malfunctioned or Kev, you had yeah. said that I read that, Friedman, Friedman told her to aim for purpose. his mouth. Yeah, aim for his mouth. So whenever that shit hit him in the face, I mean, it was a legit reaction. Yeah, from I mean, he was Harris. disgusted. Just like he, what I was reading that he was so disgusted he, and you can kind of see it in the movie. Oh, he, you can. He wipes it off his face He's and looks at the camera, out. and they cut it before he looks at the camera. But he was just kind of like, really, what the hell? Yeah. Like this was not supposed to get on my face. But there's other things. I mean, the bed moving was the bed was connected to these four by fours underneath and on the other side of the wall were like six guys pushing up oh, and down to make the bed move. And the head spinning was Terrifying. like a prosthetic, obviously a prosthetic, well, but yeah. the way they got that the spin from what I read, there was a guy like underneath with a pole that was connected to the head and he's spinning <laughs> it around. So, I mean, it's all these little things that while we're watching them, Caleb is screaming and not happy about any it's of it. It's scaring me, you know, when I first time I saw it, but it's just, Unlike today when clowns really bite kids' arms. <laughs> yeah. Well, today when they yeah. use they use real effects now yeah. because it's just, it's it's unbelievable if it's not. The links they go to. Back then, they used, you know, makeup and what's, what's termed as practical, effect, practical effects. Well, speaking effect. of makeup, effect, it's a new word, people. <laughs> speaking of makeup, didn't realize the priest, the, the gentleman here, both Kevs had to inform me, didn't realize the priest, Father Marion, was actually a young guy. He's also in the the Star Wars Episode Seven. Who, he Awakens, looks. Yeah. It's amazing Force how Awakens, much yeah. he looks just like his old self. So kudos to the makeup artist. I mean, if Ma- you're Max von Sydow is yeah. in thousands of movies. Yeah. I feel like he's one of those actors that's like I've only seen three of them. But if you look up his name, or if you talk to like film critics, he's our favorite actor. Yeah. You know, he's incredible, and he's he exactly the and same he is, in that movie. Every he movie I've now. ever seen him in, The that's Seventh amazing. Seal, is an old black and white know you know, movie. Um, one of those. Critically acclaimed film school. If you're going to be a film major, you're going to watch Smith this goes one. goes to Washington? Kind of. Different things. Also boring. But yeah, another boring slow Another one. boring one. But a classic. Yes. Just like Seventh Seal. But yes, Max von Sydow has never aged. I believe he's passed away, though, now. So he has aged enough. Oh. He's done aging. He's done aging. <laughs> you're right. He's done aging. We're insensitive, by the way. It can be a little bit. We just watched a scary movie. We were a little ins- insensitive. But Caleb, what do you think of the ending? All right, so okay, I'm glad you said that. Real quick, he has oh, not passed away. He oh, he's is not. still alive. Oh, Mr. I am so sorry. Max von Sydow, still we just alive. killed you, right, Von Sydow. I am sorry. I did that to Gene Wilder. <laughs> well, he is dead. But though. Gene Wilder is dead now. I know, but uh, <laughs> the day before he died, I was with Caleb, you, and some other friends. Uh, oh, you're and, right. Um, I was like, I've never watched all of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie and, yeah. Yeah, Charlie. Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Wonka. I never watched the book. Charlie is the giant. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I never watched Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory all the way through. And then I made a comment. I was like, is Gene Wilder even still alive? And everybody's like, yeah, he's still alive. 
the next day. Yeah, he was dead. He was dead. All right. Well, so people listen to this podcast. If Max Monsanto dies tomorrow, <laughs> October the eighth, twenty eighteen, I'll take the blame for it. Kevin Lambert uh, yeah. here had him dead today. That's man. Brian's in the room. The pass it on. All right. Okay, I, so I'm, I'm happy he's still yeah, around. Ending, ending. Okay, so so like I said, at this point of the movie, because they kind of go through a little bit of a lull again. Once she demon walks down the stairs and vomits blood everywhere, and my heart was ready to explode. Oh, by the way, I checked my heart rate. Again, I wear a Fitbit Versa. Can I say that? Is that okay? I guess we we'll have to be sure. sponsored by Fitbit. them. I just yeah. making sure. Yeah. So my Fitbit. Tidbit. Thanks, thanks, wife. Um, so my heart rate is normally like fifty six, but it jumped up to I think eighty three at that point, which is close to a workout for me. So, um, so yeah, so at that point I'd come back down, uh, and then the exorcism gets going and the whole time I'm just like, what is happening? Their head spins. She started flying in the air. Uh, I did think it was, okay, this, sorry, just movie critiquing for a second. Like at one point when she's floating in the air, her leg rips, like she gets like a tear in her leg. And I couldn't tell if it was from the holy water or not. It's from the I holy believe water. it's from the okay, holy water. Okay, that's what I thought. I feel like they could have done a little more with that, but that was just me. Because like when that happened, I thought we were about to get like this scene of her getting like shredded all over the place oh, with yeah, the holy yeah. water. So I was extra amped up, and then I kind of cooled down when I realized it was fine. That's um, the big thing I remember watching it when I was ten. Was yeah. like the power of Christ compels yes. oh you. Oh my gosh, man. compels you. Okay, that's what I was about. That's what they I was about to mention. Like Fifteen times. 15, you know, I, in my like, head, I was that's like. What Whoa. Since I was since I've since the age of ten, I was like, if I ever come across a demon, all I need is holy power water and the phrase, "The power of Christ compels." As right. much as they say it, though, like it's a very haunting moment. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Especially at the end when the music's practically not there and it's just them and they're just shouting at the demon girl and she's slowly starting to float back down. In my head, I kind of was like, they did it, and yeah. then I realized they didn't. Yeah, do they're it. kind of. Yeah, when she starts rising, you see her eyes turn white and the face kind of turns, yeah. the expression turns differently. And that's, I mean, Father Marinim says, he was like, that's the power of Christ. I know. And he's like, get ready. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't, that's my favorite thing about this movie is that like, I love, I love the battle of like, like Father Marin from the beginning, knowing like, you know, as soon as he finds that little rock, oh, yeah, he is just like. He's faced the evil before. They mentioned that he has faced yeah. this de- the same demon before in Africa, and he has this look on his face that is like, "All right, I'm yeah. going to do this again. I'm going to have to face this evil." And like, I mean, I try to put myself in his shoes of being like, "What if I was a priest who was like an exorcist?" And then you have to all of a sudden you're like, "I'm going to face this demon one more time." I have a heart condition. I have to take nitroglycerin pills daily. Daily. With tea or whiskey, or whatever, whatever you're drinking, with, that's not appropriate. But the doctors say. I mean, that's one of my favorite parts about the movie, and really, it's it's the it's the two priests is why I could watch that movie three or four times this week over yeah. and over again without if it getting too old to me. It's because watching you got Father Marin who's going to be up against this, and he's really in the movie for what ten minutes, fifteen not minutes. Much. Okay, yeah, Bob, yeah, okay. So I'm glad you said that. So that was actually I don't want to say disappointing to me because it wasn't disappointing. Um, just not even shocking i just i was just genuinely surprised because i really thought he was the main character in the movie so i kept it waiting for him to show up and then like i kept you know keeping track of time and all of a sudden like man we're running out of time on this movie and then boom there he is in that iconic scene and i was just like okay so ending again full of spoilers right so i did not see that ending coming i i genuinely thought because horror movies at that time usually kind of ended well, yes, you know, they, they didn't usually have nowadays. There's always that shocking twist, you know, da, 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 it's not really over kind of thing. But back then, I know they kind of actually ended or there, or there was some sort of real ending. But man, 
when he died, Father Marin, that is, died, I, was, I really was kind of upset we didn't see it. Um, I really wanted to see, like, exactly what happened, other than his heart gave out. I'm that's assuming... What's, that's what's really scary about yeah. that part. Is like that, they don't make any jump scares. There's they don't. no, like, He's just dead. scary imagery. Like, you know, Father Damien walks in that room, and Father Marin's sitting there. Face dead. down and in the bed. The scariest part to me is that Reagan is... It's free. Like, free from her shackles, sitting up on the bed, and not moving, just like... Yeah. Just breathing really heavily. And then she like, started she giggling. She just had a fight. And she was giggling. Started, that, was, that, that, was the, that was the scariest last, like, in my opinion, one of the scariest things. I kept waiting for something. I didn't know what was going to happen next, because she's just like, hee, hee, hee. And I was like, oh, crap. But, uh, but yeah, and then, and then obviously, you know, kind of the, the, the poetic... You know, ending where the the noble priest who's been struggling with stuff clearly he's been struggling with his face and everything throughout the whole movie, and then his mom dies, and he kind of is at a low point, and then you know he's like, "No, take me, spare her," and then of course that damn window. I feel like they should have boarded that they, window they, up. Can they we just set say up it? that window and those stairs the entire movie? Yeah. Oh yeah, you could tell. Like, you, you could clearly just for tell that as soon as you as soon as he looks at that window, I knew what was happening. You're like, here he goes. But can we also talk about how far he jumped? I mean, he made it like oh, a good twenty five foot leap. Hit those stairs and rolled. Up. It was impressive, people. The, the there's a scene with the, 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 the police demon. officer when he's walking up the stairs. And I remember when I was rewatching it, and I'm watching him walk up the stairs and he gets to the top and he looks at her window. And in the back of my head, I'm like, man, they had to jump that's really far very to hit far, those stairs. Yeah, that's but parkour. Then, but then there goes Father Damien hopping out of there and he's running full blast. He did. Leaps. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's another thing that freaking Friedkin did that I was reading about was his friend the priest who gave him the last rites over him you know and the guy's like who was actually a priest who was not a real an priest actor. yeah the guy was not the a real priest the, guy the, the piano playing Father yeah, yeah. All that. Yeah. real priest real wow. priest he does the scene first of giving the last rites to right. Father Damien and he's giving him the last rites and they call cut and William Friedkin walks over to him and gives him this big speech about like, and he's yelling at him. He's like, your friend just died. That's your friend. He's dead on the ground. What are you going to do? And he calls action. And right after he calls action, he slaps the priest in the face. Oh my gosh. So all of his tears and reaction. Wow. I mean. I he was shaking whenever he was giving him the Yeah, he was shaking. Rides. He was. The lady, Ellen Bursting, Chris, she had mm-hmm. her, the thing I read online yesterday was that she had called William Friedkin a maniac to work with. <laughs> and I mean, he, but... It's one of those things. If you're a filmmaker, he he got the best out of all of his actors because that's the thing with the slow, quote unquote, boring side of that movie is the acting is phenomenal. Like right. those, those actors, it are was really a good great. Movie. I even made that call in the movie. I was like, yeah. for old horror movie, this is a top notch. Very acting. good acting. Yeah, really good. Yeah. So I think we all were very entertained. Caleb, what? you were scared. Uh, right? More than scared. One question, like before, uh, or not a, really a question, but did you? Um, you didn't see the ending coming, so no, one thing not. I realized, and I didn't realize in the past, but when the mother asked the priest before they went into the last time, she was like, is she going to die? And before I knew what it was going to say, because it's been such a long time, it was I was thinking, it's like, he really doesn't know. But when he said no, I feel like he immediately knew what he was going to have to do. I love that you brought that up. Yeah, I, I caught, you know, watching it this many times this week, I caught that just when we were watching it just now. I was watching that, and I'm watching that scene, and yeah, she walks up and she says, "Is, is she gonna die?" And he says, "Yeah, it's not like a he hesitates. It's not like, a it's yeah. not a like no, no, no. She's not gonna die. It's like a firm no." And he doesn't say anything else. He walks upstairs right after that. Right, he does immediately. He knew what yeah. he was doing. I think he knew what he was doing. Now that I mean, you bring that up, yeah, they were well written. 
and then they, you know, and that's what, what Caleb was mentioning earlier about a lot of the movies nowadays have the, the last jump scare. You know, Friday the 13th did it, the very first Friday the 13th. You think everything's happy, and then Jason pops out of the water, and it's like they filmed that as a joke in that movie. They even said they were like, really? well, this is just one more thing to make Jason come back. And it's, you know, they, they meant it to be funny, and it turned into where that's how they end every movie now. <laughs> and it's effective for some. Some it's like, oh, I know it's coming, but that's my favorite thing about this movie is it gives it, it gives it a feeling of that. It's not a horror movie. Right. And like with that, that topic, my favorite things about this movie too. And Kevin has the facts on this. It's like, it's one of the only horror movies. What was it? Kevin nominated for best picture. It was the very first horror movie nominated for best picture in 74. And how many have been since? It was, it wasn't nominated just for best picture. It had 10 nominations in 74. Um, and only horror film to get that, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, Ellen Burstyn was nominated for Best Actress. Um, I know Reagan won. She won a... Uh, Linda, Blair Linda Blair was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. But she was possessed, so she wasn't really acting. Well... <laughs> no, so the demon, the, the devil won. And then uh, Pazuzu, Jason, right? Jason Miller, Pazuzu. Jason Miller, Captain Father Karras, was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, I could see and that. And yeah, so The Exorcist is the only horror movie ever nominated for Best Picture up until... Get Out, which was nominated last oh, year. Oh, Get Out. For Get out last year. Yeah. That's not really scary, though. Oh, it, no, it's... Oh, it's go back it can up, be granted so as a horror scary. movie. I could see that, too. But, yeah, it was... I, I'm, More of a thriller. Mind thriller. If we ever watch it, I we can get so. to it. I do like Get Out a lot. I think it's a great oh, I movie. I like it. I like it, too. But I thought the same I thing like when I saw get it. Out like, it wasn't targeted as a horror yeah, movie. I don't think it would fit in this genre what we're trying yeah. to accomplish. Yeah. Plus, I've seen it, so... Yeah. Did I walk around screaming a lot? Yeah, but that's besides the point. Well, that's just because he's out there doing his exercises in the morning, you know. Oh, girl. Sorry if I scared you doing my exercises. I'm like, who? Yeah. Who so was it a good choice? First. Uh, yes. First. Only because it is an iconic movie. Obviously, I've never seen it. That'll not be a that'll be a theme you'll hear often. Um, but it was also, it wasn't too scary. There was plenty of time for me to want to crap my pants and then return back to normal heart rate and breathe for a good 15, 20 minutes before something else came about that I was sure was going to scare the bejesus out of me. So I love hearing that. Love hearing that. I think it was a good start, too, because throughout the week, Caleb was talking to me about he was kind of nervous to watch this. He was very... Not sc- kind of, by the way. He was, very. he was very nervous to watch this, and I kept trying to tell him, was like, it's an old horror movie. And all I meant by that was that, like, they did it differently back then. It's not going to make you jump. It's not jump scares like they do now. It's True. it's more images and the story, and that's and this movie has one of the best, and it's in my top five favorite movies of all time. I love it. I'm glad we all watched it together. Very much so. And with that, we will end this episode here. Um, it was awesome. I had a lot of fun. We hope you enjoyed it too. Uh, thank you for listening. There is a whole lot of stuff we can mention right now. Uh, I want to give a big thanks to Morgan Elaine who designed our logo. Yes, as you see, um, she's great. Check her out. I uh, believe on her Instagram is the Inkling Girl. Look up her stuff and everything she has is great. I want to give a big shout out to our favorite brewery in town, Crying mm. Eagle Beer. Boop, boop. The Oktoberfest was malty, sweet, and delicious throughout the whole movie. Agreed. I peed six times. Oh, me too. It was as great beer. Go check out the tap room uh, Monday through Saturday. They got great beers. They they have beers in store. Uh, we will probably be drinking one of their beers in the next episode, too, just because we love them so much. Yes. Um, also, a big thanks to our wives for putting up with this stuff, especially my wife, for letting us do this in our home. Thank you, um, Thank you, honey. Appreciate it. 
And with that, uh, Kevin, Ryan, Caleb, this has been a blast. One last thank you. Big thank you to our sound engineer. Oh, my goodness. Thunder John. Of course. He's been with us the whole day. Over here on the corner, we got Thunder John, producer. He uh, supplied the sound, He's the waiting. microphones, doing a great job. And I'm sure one of these times we'll have him a microphone in front of his face because he's got some awesome commentary And he as loves well. to make fun of me when I watch horror movies as much as all of us do. Caleb, he likes to tease Caleb. Caleb, are you ready to watch another one no, in a couple weeks? Again, so we're all clear, those of you out there, I have no, I'm not going to like go home and start watching them for fun. I'm only ever going to watch these when they force me so I can entertain you with my, my pansiness. Let's call it what it is. That looks like I'm we still have work to do then. Much work. Pet Cemetery is coming up. Oh, oh yeah. Well, thank you for listening. This is the Horror and Hops Podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Horror Hops Podcast and Twitter at Horror and Hops. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.